1: edition of the people i sort of know podcast we're gonna talk with holland beck she works with DraftKings, formerly of the action network and their social media department so we're gonna talk about her path from uh from old miss to working for one of the uh the entertainment sites like DraftKings, as far as a gambling standpoint social media how that happens and then what her day-to-day looks like as well so a lot of stuff coming up with her this week on the show appreciate her time so let's jump into it now. Here's Holland Beck on the People I Sort of Know podcast. Holland Beck, now joining us. I would really appreciate the time today as we are getting started. You're with DraftKings, been there for a little bit. You've moved to uh, to DC. I'm C grad through uh, through Ole Miss as well. It's kind of curious here. Everyone talks social media, talks some different things today. But uh, why why DraftKings? I know you work for Action Network a little bit, did some things for them as well. Is it a uh, is it about gambling or was it just a way into sports? What was uh, what was going on there?
2: So when I first started trying to figure out like what I wanted to do, like for my career, I knew I wanted to work in sports, but I wasn't really sure like if I wanted to do like sideline or if I wanted to do like writing and kind of like, I kind of stumbled into the Action Network job, just like with my own Twitter. Like someone was like, hey, like Action needs to hire a freelancer. You should apply, like DM this guy. So like I DMed a guy, I was like, hey, here's my resume. Like there's really nothing on here. But, like, I sent him some of, like, my personal tweets, and he was, like, oh, sure, like, yeah, like, we'll hire you. So, got hired through them, and then I've always been around sports betting. Um, Like, on my dad's side, he has two brothers, and so, like, if I wanted to hang out with them, I needed to know about sports, and so sports betting just comes with the territory, and I kind of thought, like, sports betting is up and coming. It's very niche within like the sports community. And I kind of thought of it like the wild west of kind of like, it's like hopping right now. It's very hot. Like everyone, you know, we're getting new states every day. And so that's kind of what I picked with. I thought that was the best way for me to kind of work in sports, but not have to like have one specific team or like have to move to like, some random middle American town so I could like become a sideline reporter or something like mm-hmm. that.
1: So how do we get it in Mississippi? What do we need to do? Who do we need to call? Where do we need to pick it? What what needs to happen here?
2: Right. I wish I knew. I know that <laughs> if it's anything like Alabama, it'll be the last state to really get involved in the funness of it. But I hope it's soon. I would love, you know, I know it would make a lot of people's life easier not having to drive up to Tunica.
1: Yeah, that's the deal. It's whether you get to be on Intunica or wherever. And I, I've got some buddies, and I'm like, "Hey, how'd you do that?" And they're like, "Well, I work in Memphis, and I just crossed the line, and then suddenly it works." I'm like, "Okay, well, okay, I, I I get it. I guess that uh, I guess that makes sense." You know, how did you? That's really interesting from the action network standpoint. Somebody's reaching out and whatnot, and your personal thing. How do you? How did you sort of pick what to send them? I mean, how do you go about? it? because mean, that's a that's a fairly big deal and an entry into something that you know on both fronts and. Obviously, you've just been playing around on Twitter and your personal profile. But was there some uh, some nervousness on how what exactly to to shoot over to them?
2: Yeah, there definitely was like some of my like my following on Twitter is obviously Ole Miss people. And like I was like, these tweets are really good to Ole Miss people. Like they have great engagement, has great numbers. But like someone who doesn't know anything about Ole Miss is going to be like, I don't understand this tweet about this random, you know basketball player this random baseball player that no one knows but I just kind of went through and picked out the most like ones that had the best engagement made me look super impressive oh like this tweet has you know 10 million engagements impressions like sure I'll send that in so that's kind of what I did I I try when I was first applying to jobs and like kind of using my own Twitter as like my resume um I started making sure I was picking kind of like very anything that was about Ole Miss anything that was about sports in general I would just send it and hope that they like understood that that me understanding Ole Miss could translate to me understanding other you know football programs and things like that
1: did you use once you decided you potentially wanted to do social media did you use your own personal as because you mentioned hey I had engagement here and I've got this I mean do you use it as practice for lack of a better word? I mean, are you know, because if I'm tweeting, I'm just sitting there and something pops in my head or whatnot. And I don't mean like you're scheduling out tweets necessarily. But at the same time, are you thinking about, hey, this is best practices on how to do this or this? I mean, was there a more professional element to even your personal Twitter feed on trying to build engagement and followers and that type of thing?
2: So when I first started, the only reason I even got Twitter is because some of my sorority sisters were like, you have to get Twitter because you keep sending us memes that are like weeks old because I was getting them from Instagram. I was like, okay, I'll get a Twitter. And like one of the very first tweets I tweeted was about like me running into a girl into high school with and I had just gotten bangs and it got like a thousand likes on it. And I was like, oh my God, like what, why have I been waiting? Like I'm so good at Twitter. Like this is where I'm supposed to be like not Instagram, Twitter. And I kind of thought, okay, like, you know, maybe I'll, I tweet a lot about sororities. I get a lot of girls who follow me. Like, that's what I'm going to tweet about. Like, I'll be the sorority girl. Did that for a little bit. Got, you know, a couple of girls to follow me. Like, and then I can't remember, I think it was the baseball season of 2019, 2018. And I started realizing, oh, like, if I tweet about sports, like, A lot of people kind of agree with me or like a lot of people don't but it's still people that are like calling on my stuff and like following me so that's I kind of started viewing it as like I know how hard it is to work in sports and when I first started college I my dream was always like I want to work for Ole Miss so I was like this is the way to do it like I'll like you know really have a really good following of Ole Miss people and like that'll be the way I get it and then It kind of went from I want to work from Ole Miss to like, I don't even know if I want to work for Ole Miss anymore, but I'm going to keep using Ole Miss as my stepping stone to get, you know, to a job, which is what happened. So it it wasn't super calculated, but at the same time, I, I knew what I was doing with some with certain tweets and like what I was stirring the pot a little bit or poking some state fans just to see what would happen.
1: You got cocky is what happened. You saw, you saw, you saw the likes of an ode. Okay, I, I'm you're you're getting something out of this right now,
2: right? I was like, I'm literally the best at this. Like, people are always like, oh, Twitter's hard to get. You know, you can't go viral on Twitter. And I was like, okay, like just give me, give me some time. So I've had like, I went viral a couple weeks ago with a tweet, and then before COVID, I had a tweet that like went big. And my mom's like, text me like, are you going to get paid for this? Like, can, are you going to quit college? Are like, you going to be famous? And I'm like, no. That's not how that works.
1: You know, it, it's interesting because it's not like graduated yesterday or anything, but I would assume you're probably of your friend group and stuff. I mean, Twitter is not where most are. I mean, you know, TikTok come through, Instagram, I would assume as well. What do you think it is that you like so much about Twitter versus the others? And why do you think it's uh, it, it's one of it's I, I guess not number one and in, 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 like, among your friend group, your age group, however you want to phrase that.
2: So I feel like Twitter compared to Instagram, like, uh, I guess you have to kind of break it down to, like, is it girls or guys? Mm-hmm. And so, like, my girlfriend group, like, they like Twitter. They get on there to, like, look at the funny really? stuff. The news, yeah. But okay. obviously, they use TikTok and Instagram more, and the guys, they use Twitter more than, you know, than they do post on Instagram or posting on TikTok. Um, so, I feel like it, I guess, like, I don't know what, how, why, why it draws some people and why it doesn't. But I think, like, it's done a good job at, like, kind of keeping up with, like, posting pictures. And now you can post videos on Twitter. And, like, obviously TikTok is very much, like, number one in sense of, like, social media. And, like, where people are trying to push that. But TikTok started, I got involved in TikTok, like, during COVID. I feel like everyone else, like, just downloaded it because I was bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never been one to be like want to take videos of myself and like do things like that so I kind of was like eh, not really for me but now like working with DraftKings I've like gotten a little bit more out of my comfort zone like and had to have made some content using TikTok which I think is really fun it's a great um, tool to have and you can it's very easy to anyone can become famous on TikTok <laughs> like it's wild. what is that,
1: you know, I think about that, though, is, I mean, for outside of you, because it's your job or necessarily, I mean, the, the balance in general for social media in 2023 is, you know, what does that do for you? I mean, you, know, you do that and what does that mean? Are you able to parlay that into something? Or are you able to use that for your profession or whatnot? That's what's so it's kind of amazing to me of just the different platforms and the different potential positives for either professionally or just the individual person or you know or frankly the, the negatives I mean you're not getting consumed by it or letting it beat you up or whatever that kind of thing because I mean I'm sure as, as much emphasis as you put in on Twitter I'm sure there have been plenty of uh plenty of comments you get to you get to ignore over the years
2: right yeah it I think the reason now my own personal stuff I used to be really bad about like I would tweet things and I would know like okay Like, I'm really starting the pot with this. Like, someone's going to comment. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm so sad. Like, what? people are being so so mean to me. And then, like, as I've, you know, posted more and, like, got to know more people, like, through Twitter, I'm kind of like, okay, like, it's just a bunch of trolls. Like, you know, which everyone always tells you, like, those people are just trolling you. But then it wasn't until, like, you know, the past, like, two years where I was like, okay, it is just people, like, trolling me. But it's the hate comments I get at DraftKings. They don't know me who I'm posting like off the account, but they'll be like, this is stupid. Like you should fire the intern. And I'm always like, I'm not an intern. Like this is hurtful. And like, obviously I have like, it's more than just me running the account. Like we have a team. And so I'm like, does anybody else like these comments, like hurt anybody's feelings? They're like, no, not really. And I'm like, oh, like, I guess I need to grow some thicker skin. (laughs) Like. How do
1: you how do you guys manage that? Because I, I find that interesting as far as you know the, the the DraftKings profile or any any corporate entity whether it's a team or a you know ESPN DraftKings whatever. Um, how do you sort of all have the same personality, if you will? I mean, how do you know kind of what goes through there? What is the process for a tweet? How much background? How many people are watching it? Are there people who check it for you know errors? accuracy, that kind of thing. And are there sort of some standards that you guys need to do to kind of keep it where it's the same tone all the time?
2: Yeah, so tone is definitely an important part of when you're running a brand. And that's like, for some people, it's hard to pick up on. But I'm lucky. And I feel like I got hired into a team that was very comfortable with the way they were running the account and very like gracious and like showing me like, This is how we tweet. This is what we like to do. Like, you know, this is what works for us. And I feel like, as a whole, if you're, you know, if you're tweeting for sports, you're tweeting like, you know, for Wendy's or Target or whatever, like when you go in for your interviews, when you're talking to people, you, if your personalities kind of mesh well, I feel like it means that you'll mesh well with the tone. And like, cause sometimes you'll, you'll see an account and you'll be like, oh, like this tweet seems weird. Or, like, you know, this Instagram post seems like not super genuine. And then you'll find out, like, oh, like this was a paid thing, like this was an ad. And that's like kind of to me, like what breaks it down is like when you're organically posting versus when you're having paid behind it, like the tone definitely changes because it goes from like being like, I'm posting this because I think it's funny. People on my team think it's funny and like it's relevant to like we have to post this and it is relevant, but. It's been, you know, looked at by five other people and it's, you know, has been planned for months and that def- with my team, I'm not sure how it is with others, but we don't really have like any super strict like checklist before we send anything out. Um, we like to make sure we're like doing good research and that like obviously things are filled correctly, but because <laughs> I <deal> with that, <laughs> um, but it's kind of just we schedule off the day usually on the weekends is when you have more of like free reign because it's usually just you and like a couple of other people on that day mm-hmm. and you know you just to me that's kind of when I like throw out things and I'm like hey let's, let's see if this sticks and if it sticks let's try it again next week like during the week and if it doesn't it's a Saturday there's you know 100 college football games on like no one's going to notice like this tweet that only got like two likes
1: And that's—I mean—it's strictly a a a numbers game of engagement, likes, impressions, that kind of thing. I mean, do you sort of have baselines that show you, hey, this worked or this didn't work?
2: We do, thankfully. My team is not super like strict about numbers, like hey, like you, you know, you didn't meet a certain criteria this month or anything like that. Like, because I feel like sometimes when you put kind of that pressure of like, hey, you need a certain amount of engagements or impressions, like on a team or like on an individual it kind of takes away a little bit of the creativeness of like what you're creating and it can kind of do the opposite of what you're wanting. Um, but yeah, thankfully I don't have, no one's ever been like, Hey, Han, you didn't meet, you know, a million engagements like mm-hmm. this. But, like, you know, you need to make sure you're tweeting like 30 times a night or anything like that, which is nice not to have to worry about that. Is it
1: a balance of information, comedy? I mean, what do you feel like the goal or the tone of DraftKings is for their social media account?
2: I feel like it's a mixture between of just, like, you know, trying to keep people informed, trying to, like, stay within the conversation of, like, sports and pop culture and, you know, just making sure that, our, like, DraftKings is just in the conversation. So, like, you know, obviously you don't want to – always be posting kind of like snarky things or like being sarcastic all the time, but it's good to, once you figure out kind of a good amount, which thankfully I I got hired into DraftKings when their social had already been around for a couple of years. So it wasn't like compared to like maybe a startup where they're trying to figure out like, okay, what is our audience? Like what do they like to listen to or hear or see? Um, So I feel like general conversation within sports pop culture and then if that means, like, we're being fun or if that means, like, you know, making cool graphics that have, like, a lot of good information on them. Like, it's like it's a mixture of that.
1: Do you make the graphics, too, or do you have somebody that does that when you kill them information or what's that what's that process?
2: So sometimes I make graphics. I'm not the best at Photoshop. I'm getting better, thankfully, because people <laughs> my team are very nice and generous with their time. Um, but we have people who like on their team that we can like say like, oh like we should make this new graphic or you know, someone will make like a template, um, which is easy and it can be like, okay, like we can use this like, you know, multiple times will be like the way it looks, um, which is again, it's super helpful to have. I know there's some teams out there where it's like two people running a whole account and they're also like the graphic designer and they're also in charge of, you know, producing and editing and it can be a lot.
1: I know you have a greater role now, but how does sort of what you what, what you did at Action prepare you for this? I mean, what was sort of the the similarities or differences?
2: So Action was more of like kind of a startup, I guess. And the fact mm-hmm. of like it was very not chaotic, but like um, just not as like kind of set in stone about like onboarding or things like that or like, you know, if something kind of crazy happens, like this is what we should try to focus on. And it was kind of just obviously being a freelancer, I'm, you know, getting paid by the hour. So, you know, I'm trying to work as much as I can and learn as much as I can, which is really nice because I worked with people who were very helpful and like kind of teaching me like, this is how it works. Like when you run like an account like this, like, you know, this is what you should do. if Something like this pops up. Um, and then obviously DraftKings is not a startup. Uh, so th- their onboarding process is a little bit better <laughs> uh, in that, like I got to come over and I didn't have to work, you know, not, not being paid by the hour anymore. I have, you know, set time and they're very, they're very good about making sure that you don't get burnt out. Like, which is nice, especially with sports. Cause it's like, I love sports and I work in sports. I'm sure like you understand this where it's like, okay, like, I can't talk about sports anymore, but like I want to talk about sports some more because that's what I like to talk about.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause you're not, you're not doing what I do where you're, I mean, I, I cover game after game after game and you almost kind of, it becomes monotonous and you do sort of tire on it a little bit. I would assume that with, what your job is it stays light enough where there isn't that level of burnout or whatever because i mean you know it, it, it's what's similar to a podcast i mean our goal from a podcast standpoint is hey we're sitting at a sports bar and these are the kind of things we would talk about if that's going on right now well in a lot of that's what you're doing too you're trying to be funnier informative in the same type of casual con, you know, con, 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 content from that standpoint so that that, that makes sense to me because i would assume that you're able to whatever your normal watching abilities are or what you would want to do you can kind of do them throughout your job. Right. I mean, you get home and you're not going, Oh God, I can't watch another sporting event. You're, you're, you're fresh and ready to go.
2: Right. Yeah. It's definitely nice to just because DraftKings, like we have the ability to have so many different sports, like on the book. Um, and like, we have so many sports, like their DFS. If I want to like, you know, really talk about college baseball, like one day, like it could be like, great. Like let's talk about college baseball. Oh, really? Like, or, you know, always joke and say like I have to push narratives about Ole Miss so like I'll be like I gotta tweet something about Lane Kiffin I gotta make (laughs) sure I'm like putting this out like we have a narrative to push and so that it helps that does help with the burnout because it's like you know I'm not a super big golf person but you know there's been like a couple of golf tournaments the past like week or two where they've been in Hawaii and I'm like yeah I'll watch those like at night during the day like that's not a terrible gig to just tweet about like Wow, look how beautiful this golf course is! Like in Hawaii,
1: mm-hmm. um, is uh, is Lane Kiffin a free space for you guys too? Is that going to up the, the engagement?
2: Yeah, it always does. <laughs> <laughs> um, back like during the Auburn stuff, I hate that I wasn't on the night when all the stuff like came out. Mm-hmm. Um, wish I had been though, because I would have been all over it.
1: But they I should, they should have see. brought you in for that. Like, that's one where you get the overtime. Like, hey, I mean, do you, do you ever do that? I mean, do you kind of watch and you're watching the accounts and whatever? I mean, the things that pop in your head, do you suggest them to other people? I mean, like, how does that work?
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
2: is going on. Cause obviously I don't want to be like, Hey, like you should post this, like kind of make someone feel like, okay, like you're not on right now. Like I got it. Like I'm good. Um, But definitely if I'm like watching a game or like, you know, watching something and I'm like, or I hear something, and I'm like, Oh, this is like, this is really good. Like, I'll be like, Hey, like, you know, Hugh Freeze is going to go to Auburn, like send it in. And someone be like, Oh, cool. Thank you. So the night with the Ole Miss stuff, it was like, it was like, hey, this stuff's going on with, like, if, and like, it's kind of crazy, and they were like, okay, like, we'll keep an eye on it, and, like, obviously, we were able to, like, make some stuff with it, but co- it's a shame, because you can't really talk about college that much, just because of, like, they're underage, not 21, like, whatever. Oh, gotcha. Um, but you can, in a sense, but we try to keep it, like, mostly focused on, like, professional sports, but sometimes I'm like, you can't help, but you have to talk about, you know. You have to talk about, like, if in a day. You have to make sure that you're talking about kind of these pivotal things, like, within college sports. Do you gamble? I do, yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what, what, what sports, what, what sports Mayla? What's your specialty?
2: So, I'm very good in NBA, which is weird. Really? I, I do not follow the NBA. I like the Grizzlies, and that's it. Okay. Um, but nba i think i'm good at it because like i don't really pay super close attention to it so i'm just like mm-hmm. i think this was going to win um my money makers are college football and college baseball <laughs> and march madness
1: college baseball is this weird free space right now because if you're not sort of addicted to it nobody really has any freaking idea and there's still they're like there's their name recognition because you're just drawing in the public to go oh well you know michigan's a huge name or you know whatever whatever and you're like no that's not how that's going to work tomorrow there's there is a certain thing where the books have not adjusted to college baseball yet there's there's definitely something to that
2: right i wish i like knew kind of more about that that side of like you know sports gambling is kind of like how they make markets and things like that it's really interesting to me but it is funny with college baseball because it's like we, ha- we were the first book to go to market with college baseball. It's like future okay. series. And I think it was LSU was first and then Tennessee is like second. And then maybe like someone else, I believe Ole Miss is like fourth and then like Vanderbilt's fifth, like in the top five. And people are like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, And it's like, no, it does. Like, These are the schools that are good at baseball. Like, <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, Vanderbilt being ranked fifth when they were not ranked last year at the end of the season is crazy. Right. Like, in college football, that will never happen. Right. Like, basketball, that will never happen. And I think that's what makes me like baseball so much is because it is so – me and my dad always like to say that, like, the media hasn't really gotten to college baseball yet, so that it doesn't really have, like – you know, they don't start talking about the College World Series, like, in January. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about it, like, May and June and it's like that's kind of it makes it fun like the hype kind of like how it's like oh like i'm i'll randomly watch like you know this day game of like these regionals like i'll turn it on and then all of a sudden you have like people who really care about you know texas baseball people who really care about like you know who was i think east carolina like they you know they got a big game in stillwater like mm mm-hmm. And I think that's what is really enjoyable to me about it. And from like a betting perspective, I think it's very easy just because it's like, I mean, come on. We all know what's going to happen here. Like, we, we, all, know, we all know who's going to win this. Like, so when did, Dr-
1: when, when did DraftKings start their college baseball books?
2: I'm not 100% sure about like the date of when they started. Um, yeah, ballpark. But- honestly I have no idea like maybe okay. years like oh that long though okay
1: yeah, yeah yeah it wasn't overly recent I guess is the point okay
2: no sir I don't I do not believe so I think I uh like got them to make not me not me got them to do stuff but last year I was very curious about like the odds so like you know it was really nice this year like we were the first to go to market with futures and I was like oh this is awesome like Yes, like this is great, and I like obviously know, that, know that's not for me. But I'm like, this is so nice of them. Like, how did they know? Like, I really wanted these. Like, I really wanted to talk about college baseball right now.
1: Were you a believer last year at any point to throw some cash on Ole Miss or or, or no? Or you like like the rest of us when it was going all downhill? It went all right. That's it. This thing's over.
2: So I <laughs> I there was one point there was about a month where I was like I'm not watching. I can't watch right now. Like, it just makes me too sad. It's like, I wouldn't watch it. I would keep up with it, you know, through social media. And then after the SEC tournament, my dad and I went to Omaha when Arkansas played there. Um, it was like, my birthday is like the end of June. And so he was like, hauling. like, this is the year like Ole Miss is going to go to Omaha because like you stopped watching because you don't care. And I was like, yeah, I know. I know you're right. And I was like, if they do go in the SEC tournament, like, I'll start watching in like, you know. And he was like, okay didn't do good in the SEC tournament and my boyfriend was like do you want to put because I can't bet with DraftKings he was like do you want to put some money and I was like I can't but like I think you should I was like I think you should take them I think they were like plus 6,000 and he was like okay and of course I'm like I live in Alabama I lived in Alabama at that point I'm like I can't bet on anything and I'm like look and I'm like 6,000 like that's crazy like I should put my whole entire paycheck on this, <laughs> like. But like, like, they
1: were not even get in, though. Like, you like, come on, come yeah. on, like, you
2: know, you know, yeah. You know, and we were—I was at the beach, like on Selection Sunday or whatever day, Monday, and I was like, I tweeted something, and I was like, oh, I heard old Miss is like going to get in, and I was like, let's just start the rumor, like let's like you know get it, get the rumor going that like they're going to get in, and <laughs> people in the gr- in group chats were like yeah, I heard that too. Like I heard we're getting in and we like, we're kind of like, do we like, do we make it happen? Did someone see? And they were like, Oh, I guess Ole Miss should probably be in. Like what a, what a great story. Like that, that team, they, they pulled us through. Yeah,
3: and
1: it was, um, it was, the it, highs was it, it was a interesting few months there. Yeah. I've I, I, I've always told the joke. I mean, I mean, the day that the selection show happened, I guess I found out about two hours before that they were going to get in, and I started having to rewrite everything because I had in our admin, it wasn't about getting in. It was a hot board for the next coach. It was a column on Mike getting fired. It was a column on like Mike and I, my relationship over the last 17 years. It was like all this content. I mean, it just kind of like, and I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. And they're like, they're in. I'm like, well, okay, we're going to hit pause on that, and now we got to write all this stuff instead. And yeah, at some point, Neil got really pissed off at me. He's like, you've got to get that hot board out of the admin because we're going to publish that by accident. Like, you you've got to delete that. That's got to be removed. We got to we, we, we got to move on. It's it, it's weird because I don't know how long you've covered it, but this thing start or followed it, not covered it, obviously, but it's just a normal baseball season. I'm so used to Mike being on the hot seat or the black Monday from 2018. I, I don't know what to do. Cause it's been a really long time since I've just covered a normal baseball program. And uh, that's what's going on right now. That's what we have.
2: Right. The first Ole Miss baseball team that I like really got into was the 2014 team. Yeah. And obviously who didn't get into that team. Sure. Um. And so that was like when the ride started. And I remember my dad was like, wow, like, this is awesome. Like, how exciting like they didn't win but this is gonna set them up and then you know after that it was like "Mm, we haven't been back (laughs) are we ever gonna get back we're gonna get back and when we won the sec tournament in 2018 and then we had that terrible terrible uh
1: day terrible day yeah. yeah it was a
2: day i had to work the next day back in my hometown so i drove to oxford for the weekend left in the middle of that game was driving back to Alabama my dad called me and he was like they lost and he's like telling me like what happened and I'm just like sobbing on the phone I'm like dad like how could this happen like this isn't like this is the team like supposed to take us like It was devastated and my dad's like I think that other team was like juicing he's like saying things like made me feel better and I'm like dad no like this this is so hard and then of course like Come the end of December, like the fall, you know, this next couple of months, I'm like, I'm ready, like I'm ready to get hurt again. Like people tweet that all the time. People joke about that. It is so true. Like they, I heard a guy at a bar one time. He was like, Oh yeah, I've been in this toxic relationship for so long, and I was like, Oh like who? Like your girlfriend? Like who is it? And he was like, Oh, almost baseball, <laughs> and I was like, Yes. Like okay, me me too. We've all been in this like give and take toxic relationship with them, and everyone's always like, just don't be a fan. It's easy. Just stop watching. I'm like, I can't. Like, if they never win another game again, I'll be like, I'm still I'm still a fan.
1: So where were you when uh, when they won it?
2: I was at my house. Okay. My family, and my boyfriend. It was great. The night that we hit the back-to-back-to-back bombs that made it to Iowa, I thought I was going like, to, like, I was like, I'm going to, like, ascend. Like, this is amazing. Like, th- that was the day of my birthday. And so I was like, this is the best birthday present I've ever gotten, is, like, this game. And I was like, after that game, I was like, we're going to win. Like, we're winning tomorrow. That's what's
1: so interesting. It's, it's tortured as this fan base has been over the last two decades, or however long you want to put it. I mean, even walking around the park the day of, the, of game two and everything else, Everybody was just completely confident. I mean, it was it was it was almost weird. Like, I it was it was making me uncomfortable because I'm like oh Miss fans. I'm so used to everybody being frantic and freaked out and nervous and all these different things. And everybody's going, "Oh no, this is over." Coronation winning today, and I'm like, "Whoa, I, I have no idea where I'm at right now. I feel like I'm trapped by Alabama football fans around me or something." <laughs> this this makes no sense whatsoever. Like, I, I I can't get there. So it was it was a complete role reversal, I and mean, it's why I've called it. I've called it a cleansing is like it just washed all that away as much as as they won a game you you come from a Tennessee household did you give anybody any crap when Notre Dame knocked them out uh, during the Super Regionals
2: so I was on the very first game like I was on for DraftKings like the night that Mm -hmm. Tennessee and Notre Dame played for the first time and I think that was the game where like one of Tennessee's players like flicked off the the ump or something and, like, got thrown out. They started throwing trash on the field, and I was like, oh, this is good. Like, this is really good. I, like, posted it, like, kind of just poking at him. And was like, oh, typical Tennessee fans throwing trash on the field. Not really thinking that, like, these are Tennessee fans at the end of the day, and, like, these mentions are about to get, like, brutal for this. And, of course, people are like, I'm never following this account again. Like, this is ridiculous. Oops. And so, I Tweeted from my personal account, and I was like, "I love how everyone is joining together to like, you know, get up against these Tennessee fans. Like, these are the worst fans." (laughs) And it got like a couple thousand likes. Like Lane Kiffin retweeted it. I thought I was like, "I was like, I'm famous. Like, this is amazing." Like, my mom's like, "Are you going to quit your job? Like, you're going to be famous now?" And I was like, "No, that's not how it works." And my dad is obviously a Tennessee fan, but he is also an Ole Miss fan. My sisters are also Tennessee fans, but also Ole Miss fans. And my dad was just like, because I kept talking about the tweet and I kept being like, oh, like this tweet's too good. And I never showed my dad because I was like, it's not really nice of me to like show him this tweet. And then he was like, what is this tweet saying? I showed him. And he was like, wow. He's like, how, like, how, why would you do that? Like, he's like, I always root for Ole Miss. Like, I always want them to win. you, You just can't even, you know, be on your dad's side. And I remember. I think my aunt like commented and she was just like being funny and she said something and then a bunch of Ole Miss fans like got after her and I was like oh I was like she's just my aunt but like I got shooters out here about these Tennessee fans
1: <laughs> I've asked everybody else Uh just kind of curious at this point who's gonna be the starting quarterback how are they gonna how are they gonna handle this quarterback right
2: I think they should all just play one everyone gets one quarter.
1: <laughs> I can do a Cutcliffe thing, you know, O4 is when he played all three quarter you know, against South Carolina, Cutcliffe did yeah. the uh the three quarterbacks in three consecutive plays, Spurlock, uh, Ethan Flat and Robert Lane.
2: That's you know my I like Dart a lot. I think he's he's young. He's he's good. I like him. You know who's the guy from Oklahoma State? I can't
1: remember. Spencer Sanders.
2: Him. Yes feel like I like him, too, from, you know, what I've seen, what I've heard, the kid from LSU. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm really curious to see, like, how this summer plays out, because I know the transfer portal opens back up at what, May?
1: May, May 1st to 15th.
2: So I'm curious to see kind of, like, if something happens with, you know, the next few months that, like, we're all blown away when the transfer portal opens back up and like, I'm not going to say a certain someone who might be pretty young, maybe he'll leave. Um, But I feel like you definitely can't have too many quarterbacks, you know?
1: I mean, the part part of it's interesting to me is simply they're paying all of them from an NIL standpoint. And you only have a finite amount of money, but here's the deal. If somebody leaves, they don't get that money anymore. So in a lot of ways, you're just paying them on the chance that they stay and they are the quarterback. So it sort of makes sense outside of these first couple months when I guess everybody would be getting their uh, their, uh, their their checks either way. So I saw on your Twitter, you um, was that your new dog or was that like a parent's dog or what from uh, from last month? What were you doing?
2: That is my roommate's dog. My roommate Lauren. Okay, all
1: right. You should steal it. It was an incredibly cute dog. Cute. He,
2: he's a schnoodle, so he's a schnauzer, like a mini schnauzer and a poodle. So he's he. I think he's three months old, and he's he's so cute. He has made all of our lives very much better. He's like a baby, though. I've never had like a puppy before. Like I have a dog, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't like take care of it when I was, you know, when we got him. And I'm like, he's like having a toddler. Like my roommate, like she did not sleep for like two weeks just because, you know, when you first got him.
1: You've but, been in D.C. for a little while now. Have you picked up hockey or anything while you're up there?
2: I've been a Cavs fan since I started dating my boyfriend. He's a huge Cavs fan. He grew up. Okay. He grew up in DC. Um, he actually went to the high school that Caleb Williams went to. Fun fact. Oh, okay. so, big Caleb Williams fans. Um, but he's a big Cavs fan. I've never had a hockey team before. I mean, like the closest team to Alabama is the Preds. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll be a Cavs fan. Like they just won the Stanley Cup a few years ago. Like they have Ovi. Like, and it's, it is a shame because I got pulled into that fan base too. And now it's like the hockey team, you know, when they lose, it's a bad night. Like when they win, it's a great night. Like, but there, there I've gone to a few games. I went to the opening night a couple months ago. It was super fun. Great fan base. Hockey is very fun to watch. If no one's ever watched, if you don't have a team, be a Caps fan.
1: It's the best live sporting event there is, I think, like just from the standpoint of how close you are, the speed, the novelty of their own ice, I mean, all those different things for people who aren't used to it, yeah, it's it's i do I, I think it's the best live sporting event of the four major sports.
2: it is always like there's it's never boring like if you're like, oh, I don't like to watch baseball cause it's boring. I don't like to watch you know football because there's too many stops like it is constant action the entire time, and like just if you just think about it, like they're on a blade of ice. Like they're skating on ice with a blade. Like me, I feel like guys always like to, you know, be like, Oh, like what sport do you think you could play professionally. What could you do? And no one ever says like, Oh, I think I could play hockey. Sure. Like, You know, I never could play hockey, but I've like, we had pretty good seats a few weeks ago and like, just being up close to it. Like when you realize like how small the puck is and how fast they're moving. It's like, I can't even imagine.
1: Last thing, how's the baseball team going to do this year? I don't know. (laughs) You don't even care, right? Last year happened, so it doesn't even matter.
2: So I was thinking about this, like, yesterday. I was like, man, like, what am I thinking? Because I think my expectations, I'm like, we're going to win again. Like, we're going to win every year. We're never losing ever again. I know that's not the case. But I think kind of like what you said, like a cleansing, like, I think – I think. I mean, I think Bianco is going to be like a totally different coach, like just because like we got he got the monkey off his back. Like I think like the fans are going to be they've been cleansed. They're going to be a little bit happier. Like I think I think the the energy will be lifted, and I will not tweet any bad things about Coach Bianco. Anymore. No, he
1: has a he he has an exemption now for for good. You can't. There's there, there's no more of that. Yeah, I've been I've been playfully laughing about about him. You know, because Mike goes to his kids stuff. He's not necessarily out a ton. I mean, he's kind of you know not isolated, but he he, right. he he's a dad and he's been had a lot of kids through high school and different things. This past off season, he's been going to everything. You see Mike at every sporting event around town. I mean, if you go anywhere, hey, Mike's hanging out. I'm like, yeah, he's he's enjoying the honeymoon of what uh what happened in June. Everybody want to talk. He's uh you know getting shown on the basketball video board a little bit. He's uh he he's living it up right now, but that's okay. They're uh inside a month now. I guess where they start February 17th. Uh I guess Delaware. Do you get back down here very much?
2: I try to I try to visit my family every few weeks. I was just there for a couple weeks during Christmas. So I'm hopefully we'll be back sometime in March. Um I got to go to the Kentucky game and then I got to go to the Alabama game, which was the Kentucky game was our the best game of the year to me. It was. That was. Yeah. My favorite win. Um, the Alabama game was fun. I've actually made a SEC network the night we played the Egg Bowl from the Alabama game. I was they oh, got really? me champions, and then my okay. mom's like, "Oh my God, you're famous! Like, can you quit your job? Where are you going to make like a ton of money now?" And I'm like, "No, they just use me and like you know a montage." Yeah.
4: yeah um, of course.
2: But yeah, I think I think the baseball team. I think it's going to be fun. I think. The new guys that are coming in, I think that locker room is just going to be like, you know, the energy will be up. They'll be, want, they'll be eager. They'll want to get back there just like everyone else. And I think it'll, it'll be good. I'm, I'm very
4: excited.
1: Well, I appreciate the time today as, uh, as always. So, have a good baseball season. Let's, uh, let's do it again.
4: Thank you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?